Hi, this is Jay Bear from Convince and Convert, and welcome to the Content Bros Podcast, where you'll hear the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world. The show is brought to you by Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. The show is brought to you by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create manage and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. And the show is brought to you by Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. The hosts of the show are Jeff Cohen and Randy Frisch. Find all links, archives, and more at contentprospodcast.com. And now, here's Jeff, Randy, and this week's special guest. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. I am very excited today. Uh, We have a guest who knows all about not just content, but how to run an entire marketing team, how to scale that team, how the industries are changing. Without further ado, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Sam Melnick. And Sam is the VP of marketing at a company called Allocadia. Allocadia is a great company. I've actually recorded a podcast out of their office because they were so generous once while I was on the road in Vancouver that they let me use their office to record one of these podcasts. So they're they're good people too, which is what you got to know. And they're all about this concept of MPM. And we'll get into that. But you know, maybe Sam, bringing you in here, you can tell us a little bit about you, what Allocadia does, and what you do there on a day to day basis. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thanks a lot for having me, Randy. Really excited to be here and chat with you about content and all things marketing. So just quickly, what Allocadia does is we're we're a marketing performance management software company. So really what we do is we help marketing organizations gain control of their investments. And then we, we help them tie those investments back to what results they're getting back, ultimately with the goal of helping them make better, more impactful decisions. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the vice president of marketing over at Allocadia. So I, I run everything from product marketing to content marketing to demand generation. Um, I'm relatively new in the role. Previous to that, I was actually in a role at Allocadia called Director of Customer Marketing Insights, where I really developed a lot of primary research and content for our customers, our prospects, and everyone else in market. And then even before that, I've been at uh, co- Lattice Engines, a predictive marketing uh, software company. And then where I get a lot of my, I guess, content background is I was an analyst at IDC in a group called the CMO Advisory Service, where I learned about creating a lot of this great content. Yeah, and I, I was going to hit on that because, I mean, you got pressure moving from that analyst role into the company where you actually have to roll your sleeves up and do all the things that analysts told us to do, right? So, yeah, how was that transition to side of curiosity, moving from, you know, the teacher to, I guess, you know, I guess the student slash implementer? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. And, you know, even when I was at IDC, I was always thinking about what do I want to do, you know, long term, you know, I I knew I didn't want necessarily to be an analyst for 15, 20 years. So I knew I wanted to move into a practitioner role at some point. And really, uh, I'd say two things. One, the analyst uh, perspective gives you the ability to see markets 
in a different way and think about problems and frameworks in a different way. But making that jump over to execution, I think the hardest part was just kind of making sure that you're not just learning, but driving impact and showing that you're driving impact and making sure what you're talking about and thinking about helps the business rather than just learn and share. That's that's fair. So so having now moved into that practitioner role and before we dig into some other fun content stuff, what analysts do you still kind of like crave their their insights on? I mean, as as things have, have progressed, who's your go-to? Sure. So, I mean, I, I have to call out my old boss who's probably the best marketer that I've ever worked with. So that's Kathleen Schaub. She's over at IDC. She's an ex-CMO. So she's kind of gone. She's been a practitioner before she was an analyst. And she's just got a great perspective both as an analyst, but then she can call back on her um, practitioner and marketing background. Um, I love the folks over at Serious Decision. So Craig Moore's group in marketing operations, but Jeff Clark, he's relatively new there. Um, and he's been putting out some really good research. And I also enjoy the conversations with him. And then finally, Allison Snow at Forrester. Again, she's one of those practitioner turned analysts. Same with a lot of the folks at Sirius, Jeff Clark included. And, uh, you know, I'd say, all analysts are great that I speak with, but the ones who have been practitioners and jumped over to analysts, they're able to kind of give you dual views. Man, Sam, you, I, it feels like you're running for office. That was a very, very <laughs> political. You got everyone out. Either running for office or you just won like an Oscar. Got to give, yeah, you got to give uh, props to everyone. But you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely some, some great names uh, and great thought leaders there. I mean, I, I'll actually be at... Uh, the Serious Decision Summit, which I think is is only like a month or two away right now um, in Las Vegas uh, later this year, which is a great, great coming together of, you know, CMO leaders, thought leaders, and, and you know, especially some of the vendors like my company, Uberflip, who are, who are there uh, interacting. So it's a great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's go more into your your day to day world now, and you know I, I'm going to throw you know this big term that you know people are going to be like, what the hell is this in a minute? But you know you're going to do a lot of explaining because you brought in from all this analyst stuff that we talked about, you brought in the idea of a maturity model into the content process at Alcadia. So you know a lot of us are probably sitting here wondering, okay, what is a maturity model? So before we go through the details, like what's the concept? What's you know what's this big term that you've you've come up with? Yeah, so when I think about maturity models, uh, particularly at larger organizations, whether it's marketing or not, but even smaller organizations, so, you know, a size of a company like an Alcadia or whomever, um, you, you typically have big goals. You want to get better at X, Y, or Z, or you want to take on a big project uh, or big initiative, but it's not, you're never going to go from A to Z, so to speak. There's always steps in between, and often it's not uh, linear, and it's not just a single track. So when you look at a maturity model, you're trying to accomplish a goal. So let's say, you know, optimizing marketing performance management, because that's what the maturity model we built at Alcadia was. There's going to be specific stages you go through. So you know, from 
least mature to most mature. And then there's also going to be dimensions such as, you know, I'm going to look at our maturity model. So something like an executive vision or marketing technology or um, talent. And each of those have different stages that move across in maturity. And the goal is to provide a framework or structure so that an organization can say, all right, or an individual can say, all right, I want to focus, I want to get to this, to Z, this end goal, but I need to focus on executive vision and move from stage two to stage three. So it compartmentalizes what you're trying to accomplish, this big goal, and it gives you specific steps and specific areas to focus on to move forward and ultimately get to that goal. I like that idea of dimensions, that there's there's a couple of different dimensions. This. Would it be fair, and tell me if I'm off, but um, to, to kind of say that, that the two axes here almost are the buyer journey and the personas within it, and the idea that we have to keep both in mind? Yeah, so I haven't thought of it that way, but yeah, it is. It's It's you need to move people along a path, and there's going to be different you know, areas to focus on. Gotcha. Nice. So, so, so tell us a little bit about how that started and how you pitched this concept to the Alacadia team. Because anyone, you know, before anyone even, you know, starts thinking about building this out, how did this come to be to say, okay, this is where we should focus. This is how I'm going to, you know, structure my team at Alacadia. And who did you have to get in on side during that process from, from your executive team? Yeah, so I'd say uh, I learned how to kind of build these and this framework and the, and the way to think about uh, a maturity model and actually go through the process of building it at IDC. And then I kind of moonlight, I was at Lattice Engines and I was in a, actually more of a customer success type role there. And I kind of moonlighted uh, and I built one out on my own at Lattice Engines. So I've done like two or three of these in the past. And I realized that I, one, I really enjoyed doing these. Two, I felt like there's a lot of value that you could bring to market. So whether it's a customer or prospect or even somebody that'll never buy from you in doing these. Uh, and three, I wanted to move back from customer success into marketing. And so I started, so I actually met with um, uh, the co-founders and the CMO of Alicadia and kind of walked them through this idea of uh, the value of a maturity model, the, what it could do for the organization, um, and they bought in. So really where, where I looked at it was um, in terms of what had to be done was it's a core piece of content. So that means content marketing needs to be involved. It is access to the right people and external people because you don't have all the ideas of, you, know, you don't know what goes into Mar optimizing marketing performance management until you talk with people who are doing it every day and industry experts. So that means working with customer success to get in front of the right customers and the right level of customers. And then ultimately, when it comes time to bringing it to market, it's working with the demand gen team to make sure you have a program together. It's working with customer success and sales to almost enable them to use the content. And then we've even done some stuff where we've taken the maturity model and mapped it a little bit to our product and kind of been able to map product features to areas within the maturity model. So that's working with product as well. So it really was cross-functional, and then it was getting in front of the right people outside of the organization to, to get the knowledge so you could build something this substantial. 
I love I love how complicated, but how well suited your background is to leading something like this. I mean, um, you know, the ability to to play with all those different stakeholders, as you said, coming from a customer success background, understanding how to interact with customers directly. It, it sounds like you 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 had that understanding and that ability to come in and and execute. So what? Going into some specifics so people can better visualize this concept and how it unfolds at Allocadia for you, this maturity model. Can you give us two different instances where the maturity model has been used that are maybe very different than each other? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd say the first instance is we use it, it we've used it to build out very specific, you know, top of the funnel demand generation. So we've done webinars with key influencers, both uh, Debbie Gagish at Petowitz Group, and then Matt Hines over at Hines Marketing. And that was, you know, clearly you build awareness, but it's also to get people into the funnel and educate them on marketing performance management and identify those folks who we might be able to help. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, standard marketing. It's you know, we built out a great piece of content. We're chop, you know, finding different ways to take the content and bring it to market. Um, you know, and then a totally different one is we actually built out a, 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 a custom assessment. So we would go in and we would interview marketers um, for of our customers and we would ask them a you know, have them fill out, I don't know, 30 questions or so. And then we would analyze the results and map the actual answers they gave us to the maturity model. So we could score them across the maturity model. And we would do multiple interviews with the customers. And we'd go on site and actually give them a 25 to 30 page PowerPoint readout of where they sit in terms of the maturity model, what dimensions or and highlights that we think they can improve on. And ultimately give them uh, a actions to take from that and improve. Uh, and we've gotten to the point where we actually can give them these specific actions and then say, Allocadia can help you with, you know, let's say we give them five actions, action one, three, and four, and this is how we can help. So we're bringing it back on how we can help our customers get to this end goal of optimizing marketing performance and bringing it outside of just what does the technology do. I like that a lot. I to, to help people understand, I mean, we've, you've talked a little bit about all the people involved in pulling something like this off, and, and you you're definitely have a process here in terms of how you approach it. Now, a lot of people often say that, you know, approach anything and think about people, process, and technology. How does this actually come together, though, physically? I mean, is this... Is this something that you you have a template for that's built in like you know a spreadsheet, or is this something where you've you know used some sort of third-party tool out there, or a combination of tools? How are you actually making this thing actually come together so that people can can leverage it across a larger organization? Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like you're building a house, so to speak, or I you know I don't know if that's the right analogy, but I've got. The foundation of it is the maturity model, and I have a project plan that I can go to, and I know how many people I need to interview, I know how long it'll take, I know how long, what, what parts of the maturity model I need to build first, and then how do I write it, and that's kind of your foundation. You know, Not everyone's going to read a you know, 20-page report, and that's fine, and that's why you do more content off of it, but really it all bases around this maturity model as the foundation. It's what are you know, what are the stages, what are the dimensions, and how do you move people forward from there? Um, once you have that final tool, 
or that initial tool. It's more around what do you want to do next with it? What are your goals as an organization? I knew that I wanted to get to the point where I was doing multiple, you know, pieces of content, whether it was blog posts or webinars or whatnot. But I also wanted to build out uh, a survey with benchmarks. So not only could we tell folks to you know, this is where you are in the maturity model, but here is how you compare to the rest of the industry. So to me, it was mapping out what were my end goals? Where did I want to get to further down the line? And then how do I kind of fill in the rest in terms of, you know, technologies or uh, people? It was finding the right people internally to partner with, whether it was editing help, whether it was design work, whether it was, um, getting the programs run and marketing or the customer success leaders to partner with. And then the technology really came last. It was more like, okay, we want to accomplish X, Y, or Z. What technologies will actually help us bring this to market or visualize it or, you know, fill in the blank. Gotcha. Um, so, so just taking a quick pause here, I want to hear from one of our sponsors, and then I want to go a lot deeper on what this allows you to do around bringing together the company. So let's, let's have a quick hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll dig right back in. Hey, Zoe. Hey, Kelly. Do you know what I love? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, him, but also Netflix and how it always shows me what I'll love, aka all the murder mysteries. Ooh, our documentaries about puppies. I wish there was a way to do that with B2B content. Well, hold on to your pants. So you know Uberflip, it lets you create a better content journey for your readers. So I can let my readers binge my content while my sales team also sends it out to prospects? You sure can. Amazing. How do I get it? Just head over to uberflip.com and request a demo. So welcome back to Content Pros. And and we're going deep on this concept of a maturity model with Sam Melnick here. And Sam, I know one of the things that's exciting to you as we were talking earlier about content these days is that it's no longer just being used by marketing, but it's being used by the entire organization. And it sounds like this idea of the maturity model is actually going to help fuel that. Can you speak to how you've seen that evolve in the last you know couple of years in, in your role as a VP of marketing? Yeah, absolutely. And I think some of this, we talked earlier how I've had a customer success background, and I think some of it comes from my experience there as well in the fact that I found that when working with customers directly, the more knowledge that you're able to bring and information that you're able to bring them essentially value beyond just whatever your product or technology is, is going to make you that much more successful with your customers. So when I think about, you know, in that mindset, it's how can we produce content or provide information or knowledge for our all customer facing, whether it's sales, whether it's our, you know, solution engineers or solution consultant sales engineers, or whether it's customer success and give them the information to gain that trust and that value beyond just the subject matter experts of the technology, but rather the subject matter experts of our domain. Um, And I think providing people, you know, building out the marketing content, whether it's a maturity model or whatever it is, is step one, but it's more the enablement and making sure what you've built is one, valuable for the customers and two, uh, trainable, so to speak, for those customer facing folks who may not be in marketing. 
Gotcha. That, that makes sense. So I'm, I'm curious there. I mean, it's it's one thing for us to say, as you said, that, that we should create content for these different stages of the funnel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but too often, I don't know about you, I talk to, to marketers all the time, partly my day job, but partly, you know, I go to these conferences and, you know, we're talking to each other. And it sounds like as much as we talk about people using content, we're often creating content for one stage. We're either these days very focused on being inbound as a company, so thinking uh-huh. top of the funnel, or very focused on being ABM based, you know, account based marketing mindset all of a sudden, where we're creating content almost exclusively for the bottom of the funnel. I'm wondering how you're balancing the need to create for those those two sides. Um, and whether that's being done with one team that just has to understand different mandates or do you actually have different teams approaching it? Yeah. So, I mean, I think how we approach it is trying to take on either, you know, I don't, I don't think themes is, the, I mean, themes, I guess, is the right, the right word, but it's what kind of conversations do we want to be part of that's happening in the market and where do we want to help? Um, educate or help drive value. And from once you have those themes, you can build out a program across that. And I would say we definitely split it up so that it's not just one person building all of the content. We, we have, um, you know, we try and align with our, you know, we have a topic, we have a maybe a main asset. So an ebook, a report, um, something that's a little more chunky, <laughs> hefty, I guess, for lack of a better term or terms. And then from there, you're able some to... The, some of the gold, some of the gold, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you can break that up. So you can have your, you know, I'll have my comms person trying to place bylines. So that's really breaking up in very succinct, um, succinct like shots. Um, then we'll have our awareness you know the aware at the top of the funnel even a little bit lower than than the pr will try and have the blog posts that build off of those maybe similar bylines or bring in customer interviews but much much more broadly and then you start looking at the demand gen team which is going to build out a webinar or maybe a two to four page ebook rather than the 20 pager and finally someone in pro your product marketing will be building out the the sales tools that our sales team can take um, around that same theme so it might not have the uh, as much outwardly facing content but for something you know but it'll be much more of a you know here is how we broach this topic with our customers once they're engaged and why it matters to us and the product so that's kind of how I would say we break we break it down. Um, so yeah, and and you finished there on on sales. Um, I know having spent that day I alluded to in, in your office a couple months ago, I got to chat with some of your BDRs. It, it sounds like you guys have done a good job leveraging the idea of getting content into the hands of your salespeople. Um, maybe you can talk about how you create that mindset with them. Um, you know, I know we're lucky to be part of that equation, you know, in, in how you use Uberflip that, that way, but, but how do you get them to buy into that value of content as they're sending out emails? Yeah, and I mean, I think this even goes back to the whole premise behind, it's not, I guess, the maturity model, but in, in general, how I think about creating content. It's not about, you know, bringing in customers. I mean, obviously it is the end goal, but even above that is like, how do we, 
provide value to everybody that we touch in some way. Um, not everyone's going to buy from us. Not everyone's going to buy from you, you know. But if you can provide value in some way, then it's going to be a positive experience. And I believe that it'll pay you pay you back. So in the same sense, I, I understand that uh, sales and the SDR, BDR team is going to be probably talking to more marketers in a week than I get to talk to in a month or maybe even a quarter. So then if I can provide them with ammunition for so to speak of providing value to all those people that they're talking to it's just going to be better for the company it's going to be better for them they're going to be more successful we're all going to be more successful um you know i think that's an easy easy to say i think a lot of the block and tackle is with the demand gen team um and building alignment and building trust with the folks who lead the sales and the sdr team and just making sure that they know that we have the same goals and we've got their best interest in mind as well. I, I think that's a great way to look at it. So, you know, an interest in starting to get to know you a little bit more, Sam, and yeah, that's, that's usually when we're starting to run out of time here, but people love to understand the marketer behind, you know, the great ideas and, and the fun campaigns that get put out there. So, you know, do a little bit of digging on you. And, and in digging, I, I actually was able to pull up your first tweet ever, right? So oh, really? Fun little thing I do from time <laughs> to time. So uh, back in June 2009, you said that no one was, although no one is listening, you, I still feel pressure to post something profound for my first tweet. And then went on to say, oh, well, maybe number two will do the trick. So uh, not going to get you to comment on that. I'm more curious. Where are you these days from a social perspective? What channels have you bought into um, as, a, as an individual, not as Sam, the VP of marketing? Yeah, so I still use Twitter a decent amount, and it's almost like I use it for a couple of things. One, I, I love networking on it. So that's, I guess, professional. Uh, two, I get my – I love sp- – my getting my sports news so i've got specific local boston sports writers maybe some national ones so if i know know the patriots are gonna make a big trade or something then i i'm I'm up to date there and then i'd say other local and some political news on twitter twitter so i use it as a nice aggregator um i'd say I use LinkedIn definitely for business and to get get another sense of what's being talked about and what maybe I should be learning about or uh, f- figuring out where I should improve or think about for my as I, I think about my marketing team or my marketing career. And then I'm I guess I'm on Facebook some and that's totally per personal um, friends family. Um, you know, I haven't, I ha- I'm not much of, I, I've tried Snapchat. I don't, I haven't been able to, I don't think I've put in the time to really get into it. And then, uh, I, Instagram's great for food pictures. I'm a foodie. So I love to see food and beer. <laughs> awesome. Now you're gonna, you, you may have some followers, uh, looking for you after this podcast. You, you mentioned in there using Twitter for sports and yeah, it, it was interesting getting to know a little bit about your your way back history, I and mean, we went back to the IDC days, but I, I found out that you used to be the general manager of a minor league baseball team. What was, how did you get there? And then you know, somehow, how did you jump to marketing from that? 
Yeah, so I actually went to school for sport management, so sport business. I, I went to University of Massachusetts, and was, their school of business has the, one of the top sport management programs in the country. And you know, for the first couple of jobs, I was actually in the sports industry, and there was a very small minor league or collegiate baseball league team out in Holyoke, Massachusetts, which is by Amherst, Massachusetts, where UMass is located. And I was able to... I was kind of a one-man show on the business side, so I wasn't making trades or anything. I was like business general manager, and I did everything from uh, uh, selling sponsorships to managing the day-to-day to uh, once in a while even cleaning the bathroom. So it was a great <laughs> experience, but uh, but I think what, what ended up happening was um, the the I was in sports. I was in a sport marketing agency. I got a great opportunity to kind of jump over to tech marketing at a startup. Uh, it was a little different, but it was um, something that I wanted to try. And so, and the rest they say is history. <laughs> Listen, uh, startups are always looking for people who understand that teamwork mentality, right? So I, I, that's probably how you were picked uh, picked to get into that first uh, first way that that led to this career. All right, we'll, we'll end on this one, a fun one always, just to get to know people and their type of taste. And I'll, I'll give you a choice. You can either choose your, your most favorite movie of recent or your favorite book. So I don't know if you're a book guy or a movie guy. We won't judge you if it's a movie. Which, which, which is something that's, yeah, that you've, you've enjoyed on the side outside of work? I would go – I'll go with um, – I'll go with – movie-esque so i'll go to the as i said i'm a big foodie so every top chef season my wife and i really get into the that that tv show it's kind of a routine for us we record it on tivo or whatever dvr and then we have kind of a routine where we get some takeout and then we'll watch through the season um this particular season that we just finished was was excellent we thought the 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 competition was quality and uh it made us very hungry (laughs) fair enough on on that note i'll let everyone know it's it's technically lunchtime for me so uh we're gonna wrap up here it's been great having sam join us from alacadia i encourage everyone to check out what alacadia does and we didn't even get to talk about this sam but i think you guys actually have executed one of the best campaigns around your brand around this whole run marketing and you know we could do a whole other podcast i'm sure on how that came to be and how you've worked it into you know something that people it seems like internally and externally have bought into but you know great company and and great to have you here sam with us today for those who have enjoyed this podcast uh, as you may know Content Pros is part of the Convince and Convert family of podcasts. So there's a whole bunch of great content available to you. If you go to Convince and Convert, check out some of the other great podcasts like Business of Story, Social Pros with Jay Bear, and so many more. Uh, if you're enjoying this one specifically, we're at contentprospodcast.com. And of course, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you find us and you can leave some feedback please let us know we want to continue to make this podcast better and i hope everyone has a great day thanks again sam well thanks a lot randy i appreciate it this is jay bear and thanks for listening to content pros please leave a review and subscribe on itunes or on your favorite podcast listening app go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits content pros is sponsored by convince and convert 
Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince and Convert Media. Interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show? Visit us at convinceandconvert.com. 